Welcome to One Hit Wonderful, the podcast where normally we were revisiting all those amazing reality shows that only had one season. But today, we are going to be discussing our series, The Hills Have Side, Size, La Dieu, um, where we're discussing The Hills' New Beginnings. And today, you guys, is the finale. It's the finale of the season. So we've got a double episode to talk about. Uh, we made it through the whole summer. Woohoo! Um, super proud of us as we only didn't record we recorded every week didn't we except for one when i was in tahoe yeah we i only lost missed one yeah we only missed one so i'm very proud of us um so we have tons to talk about um there really isn't any twitter for me to go over because um we didn't really have any between the last time we recorded and this time and again i am not going i don't talk about the tweets from when we when I live tweet and it's now Tuesday. We actually, this is the day after it aired. So we're fresh. Yep. And podcast um, has, I mean, Prattcast hasn't been dropped yet. So neither of us have listened to it this week. That's true. And you are. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm Frank Pesanite the third. And I'm Meredith Bradbeck. And this episode technically was two in one. Did you see that? Uh, yes, I did. And I know that because, well, speaking of Twitter, so Loose Intervention tweeted me um, and said, oh, my gosh, like, was it two episodes? Like, what's going on? Because she watches it on iTunes. She buys it. She bought it. And they only released they released one hour yesterday. And the other hour they just released like an hour ago. That's ridiculous. But she tweeted. I was like, that's bullshit. I'm like, it was two hours. And she's like, she's like, well, I know I didn't get it. And then she tweeted me like maybe actually two hours ago and said it just it just showed up. That's which so is weird. weird. Yeah, so episode 11 is called Of Course We're Married, and episode 12 is called I Hope You Say I Do. Interesting. I wonder why they did it that way. Well, I'm, I'm curious now. I want to see what it said on mine, because, and I should, as in, in effort of full transparency, you guys, because we are recording the day after it aired, I didn't rewatch and take notes, so I'm going to make tweets as my notes. Um, so I didn't write down the name of the episode, so let me see what my cable here says. And um, for once, I, I actually did go back and take additional notes for the first time okay. in the whole season. <laughs> um, all right, let's go to, where is it? I have them all recorded. I actually will rewatch it this week anyway. Oh, yeah, of course we're married, slash, I hope you say yes. So, yeah. Yeah, there you go. All right. Um, uh, so, should we dash right in, or do you have something, some house cleaning? No. I'm ready. We can do um, it. Okay, so we start out, and of course, unfortunately, I also don't have the names of anywhere they went because I didn't take notes. Did you I do went, you this time? I went back and got some. Awesome. Okay, so we start out with Spencer and Brody, and where are they? They are at Society. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, they're having a little like renewed bromance. But I said in my tweet that I didn't think it was going to last till the end of the episode, but apparently it did. I don't yeah. think it has today. I believe it has ended since the episode was recorded, but. Yeah. Uh, wow. That healed quickly is my main takeaway. Um, Brody orders a matcha latte, which for some reason really made me laugh. And I didn't know that Spencer only drinks double espresso. What? Yeah. How did you not know that? Because I, I'm not on Snapchat. Oh, I'm a little shocked that Brody doesn't know that. 
Brody gave up Spencer's Snapchat years ago, please. Well, but I mean, just knowing Spencer, like all, I mean, he drinks like 8,000 espressos a day. He says he has three double espressos a day. Uh, I think he said in the morning. Maybe. Also, espresso has less caffeine than coffee, Spencer, I'm just saying, but. Um, so Brody is fearful of Spencer's caffeine problem. And Spencer says, when you have a child, you'll know that that's not even enough. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, go for it. Well, I thought what was shocking was about this conversation. And my main takeaway was that apparently everyone knew that Brody wasn't legally married. Yeah. Like I, when I, when it came out in the press, I thought everyone was shocked, but apparently no one was shocked and everyone has known all along. Yeah, so they're trying to heal things, or so they say, and they don't want to be mad at each other. Excuse me. And I'll do my best to be your friend, etc. And then they transition into talking about Brody and Caitlin's marriage, which buckle in because we're going to be talking a lot about that. Yeah, we are. And I kind of wish that they had brought it up sooner in the season, to be honest. It didn't carry much weight for me, especially knowing what they're going through now. But so... Spencer asks if he's good with his wife and says that the relationship seems rocky and that it seems like marriage drama. And Brody says, absolutely not. And Spencer says, it seems like you guys lead two different lives. And I got married out of the country too, but I made it legal in America. (laughs) Yeah, he did. Um, So then Brody kind of has this, explanation about how like and he said quote there's a lot of legality involved in marriage yeah yep uh-huh that's that's what it is it's legally binding yourself to another human being and he doesn't believe in the signing of it i mean my takeaway from the whole episode because we talk about this pretty much ad nauseum for two hours on the seat in the show Yes. Um, is that they never thought this marriage was going to last. And they I agree. And they imploding from the beginning. Right. It was an excuse to have, have like a fancy. Molly. Yeah. It was an excuse to have a fancy party and wear white. Yeah. Well, and the other thing too, I think that may have happened or what I got, what maybe Brody thinks happened is that they got married in Indonesia. They were going to file when they got back. And then they had all these weird feelings about making it legal. And they almost got like cold feet after the fact. And they just decided to ignore it. Yeah. So. Yeah. And Brody says, we're fine with the way it's set up. We're extremely happy and extremely in love. Which was also a theme of the episode. He says extremely a million times. It's very dark. He thinks he doth protest too much. Yeah. But then the mood lightens and we go shopping with the ladies at Ron Herman. And Audrina is wearing an adorable hat. Um, and stole from Debbie Gibson. She looks really cute in a hat, though. Um, and she does, but she's giving me hardcore electric youth vibes from like 1987. Is that bad? Um, it's not great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and Misha and Heidi are there and they are all wearing leopard print. Yeah. And I don't believe for two fucking seconds that that was an accident. Yeah. Like what a coinky dinky. Uh, No, Mm -mm, sorry. That was planned. Right. And Heidi talks about the vow renewal and how she wants everyone to feel good. 
And she's been waiting 10 years for this. Okay. <laughs> I mean, literally, you could say that at any year. At my yeah. 11th anniversary, I've been waiting 11 years for that. I mean, all right, sure. Yeah. Um, and you Heidi has... a giant church wedding the first time, Heidi. I will get to the vow renewal later because I feel like I have a good amount to say about it, actually. Heidi also in this scene has that amazing hairdo again with the like braids on top of her head and some sort of like half up do it's very game of Thrones, but in a way that I really like, and I want it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, just, noted. just next time I go shopping, you know? Um, and then Heidi tries on her dress. This is where we get the first glimpse of it. Mm-hmm. Now, is it just me, or did it look less terrible the first time than it did when she actually wore it? Because I don't remember being as, like, grossed out and offended when she tried it on as when I saw it in at the wedding. Um, my note says, OMG, is that a tool waste overlay? <laughs> and the answer is yes, it was. Um, I didn't like it at first glance, and then second glance, I, you know, my eyes popped out of my face. So then Heidi gives us more details about the event. She says they got a big house overlooking the water. And Audrina says that she isn't going to stay for the whole trip because of Stephanie. Which Okay. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. And Heidi is trying to stay neutral. Good for her. And Audrina tries on some adorable leather pants and Heidi buys a gray jacket. <laughs> and my phone... My phone corrects Audrina's name to say Adrian, even after all of these episodes. So if I say Adrian by accident, don't judge me. <laughs> <laughs> and when I'm typing that fast, I don't go back and change it. So whatever. I know the same thing happened to me because my phone hates the way Caitlin spells her name. So when I'm like trying to live, there was one of my tweets where I spelled it incorrectly because my phone autocorrected it. It was like, whatever. Well, and then when they kept talking about Caitlyn Jenner a few episodes ago, too, the two different spellings of Caitlyn was blowing my phone's mind. Could not. <laughs> Could not. So then we meet up with Brandon on a pier in Malibu, but it's called Malibu Farm, which, okay. And he looks like he's freezing cold, classic California problem with the wardrobe, but then he orders two drinks on ice. Either iced tea or iced coffee, I couldn't really tell. But it looked like a cold day, so I was curious what was up with that. Well, I also, like, we have no idea what time it is of year. Like, has Christmas happened? I mean, because Audrina's thing was the 18th. I'm assuming this is after Christmas? They all keep saying, they all keep saying it's cold out. And they were sitting by the fire and stuff later, so. Well, I mean, it's definitely, like, chilly, because I'm, but I'm, but is it after, is it 2019? Or 2018. Like, there was no mention of Christmas. I don't Audrina's know. Speech, I mean, Audrina's thing, I mean, did we ever find out exactly the date of the vow renewal? No. So we don't know. Like, I don't. I would say the know. only clue that we have is that it's, this was definitely still after Thanksgiving because Stephanie is still getting along with Heidi and Spencer. But that's like the only timeline clue I feel like we have. Well, we have the clue of it was after Audrina's bikini show, which we found out was you found out was December 18th. True. Because I guess they all they all they all talk about it because of Ashley Waller. I forgot. So was this weeks after that? I mean, like, there's no way this dollar new is fucking Christmas. (laughs) Yeah. No, it was probably after the new year. Yeah. 
So it was probably a couple of weeks after Audrina's thing. Yeah. So Brandon gives us a little dish on his reunion with his dad. And apparently it went really well and they both apologized and they are back to square one. And he says that he got one of his best friends back. And this raised a question for me because I don't understand why Brandon Lee was so nervous about the show coming out. Maybe, I mean, we didn't see Tommy Lee, so maybe they filmed stuff that was unaired. I think they aired, I think they filmed a ton of stuff for the show that wasn't aired, to be honest. So we know they did because they, when the whole mistake happened, when Stephanie thought that Ashley Brandon's at the time, girlfriend was somebody else, they showed a clip of it. Yeah. Of the girl, like at Hyde. So they definitely filmed a fuck ton that didn't make it on air. No. And we've mostly seen Justin and Lindsay in weird flashbacks. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of things that were, cause they keep airing the commercial for the Hills during the Hills. Is that happening to you too? No. Oh, maybe it's during 90 Day Fiance. I keep seeing the same Hills commercial over and over again. And it's a lot of exciting clips from the season like trailer that weren't actually in the show. Oh, that's weird. No, I haven't seen that at all. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm not quite sure about this Brandon Tommy Lee stuff. I was confused about it last week and I'm still confused about it now. But apparently they made up and yay. And Brandon is meeting up with Ashley and he has admitted that he's disappointed in her because she was quite immature and needy because of his time with his dad, I guess. But I'm very confused because she seems a little little aloof. So I'm having a hard time buying this narrative that she is this needy, crazy girl. Cause I'm not seeing it. Like I need to see it. Like I need to see the text. I need to see, like I need to see her being needy and crazy. Cause she doesn't seem needy and crazy when they talk. And I, I, I'm not sure what he wants from her. Like I get like him being annoyed if she's like, Oh, I can't believe you're going to go see your dad and not see me. Like that's annoying. But he's also claiming that she's not being supportive and yeah. empathetic to what's going on. And I don't know if I buy that. I think he just doesn't want a girlfriend. Agreed. And so she's not acting flawlessly and he's just kind of like, no, sorry. And I think he just like, he doesn't know what he wants. Like, I don't know. Um, she's also super cute. And did you notice Ashley got back? She's got like a nice booty. Get it girl. Oh, yeah. 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 She's, she's super cute. And I got very excited that the Dior saddlebag is back and Carrie Bradshaw would be so proud. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I, this whole scene made me feel bad for her, honestly, because out of all the scenes she probably filmed, they just made her look like a sad ass and needy girl. And I'm sure it wasn't that bad. But I don't, I mean, I guess I'm not a teenager watching this, so maybe I would think she was a sad-ass needy girl. But, like, I, I wasn't buying what he was trying to sell, and she got to be on MTV, and she got to be broken up with on MTV. So I think she's doing just fine. I'm sure her Insta followers shot through the roof, so. That's true, and maybe she has a better boyfriend now. Um, Brandon also says that he has cared for his family his whole life, and he's over being the caretaker. I'm assuming he's referring to his father. 
Because he's surely not referring to his mother. I have no idea. I mean, I think maybe with Tommy Lee, like as the older son, he was more responsible for stuff than his younger brother. But I, I don't know. And he and his brother are pretty close in age. I feel like they're less than two years apart. But anyway, so then Ashley says, if you don't want to do this, then I don't want to either. And Brandon says, maybe that's the best thing then. And she says, are you serious? It's like, well, don't dare someone to break up with you and then be surprised when they accept. Yeah, I, that I didn't understand. That was really stupid because I thought she was breaking up with him. And then Me he too. was like, okay. And she was, like you said, was like, what? Like, that was yeah. a little weird. <laughs> Maybe that was the editing. I don't know. And then she gets mad and walks away and she goes, you're the best actor. You should get a Grammy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Ashley. And we never saw her again. Nope. That's a wrap on Ashley. (laughs) And then we go to Spencer and Heidi's and they are packing for Santa Barbara. And Spencer says to Heidi, I can't believe you learned a song and a dance in a week and you're going to perform it in a group setting. So I was very confused by this because she wrote the song. So what's to learn? I don't know. Like, is it that hard? I mean, I don't write music, but is it that hard to memorize a song that you yourself wrote? I don't know. And I don't understand why it required choreography. Because uh, as uh, <laughs> Stephanie likes to say, she's the Britney Spears of our time. <laughs> I think Britney Spears is the Britney Spears of our time, but okay. Yeah, but- I I will talk about it later, but I'm very confused by, like, Stephanie's full-on, earnest, heartfelt standing of Heidi's musical career. Okay, me too, but she still does it to this day on Prattcast. I know, I know. She's like, I hate her, she's a terrible person, but boy, is she an amazing performer. Yes! (laughs) And even she didn't understand why Wells didn't like the song. It, It blew her mind. She could not keep up. Yeah. I know. It's very weird. So then they talk about how 10 years is a huge milestone. I'm sorry, I can't stop yawning. And they've made lots of money and they've lost lots of money. (laughs) That's like the main, (laughs) that's the main takeaway from their 10 years together. I feel like that's going to be the theme of the rest of their lives. Yeah. Making, losing money. Yeah. They're about to do it again, I think. Yeah. Um, So then Spencer admits that he's nervous about the vows and he says, there are just so many great words out there. And Heidi says, yeah, so use them. (laughs) And they get excited because they talk about having a first dance and how they never had one, which did they not have a big reception after their church wedding? Not that we saw. I know. We saw the big church wedding, and then they get in the car and drive off, and that's it. We never got to see any reception. That actually makes me sad for them that they didn't have a big wedding reception when they had the money. I mean, maybe they did, and MTV just didn't film it. Yeah, but they would have had a first dance, I would hope. No, I don't know. Yeah. Um, But then Spencer says, should we dance to your song? And Heidi says, no, that's a solo. (laughs) Um, I was too distracted by the fact that Spencer was wearing what I can only describe as a crystal dick necklace. <laughs> His bomber jacket collection? It looked like a penis. 
His bomber jacket collection is also out of control. Um, I'm here for 45% of it. Oh, no. I like some of them a lot, but I just noticed this episode in particular that they are all different. He has a million bomber jackets. And I'm sure they all run between $800 and $1,400, if I had to venture, I guess. Absolutely. Easily. And I, I feel like a lot of them are Gucci. They're obsessed with Gucci. Yeah. Well, that's all Gunner wears. I know. Yeah. Um, Heidi had a dick crystal on later in the episode, too. But not pink. I mean, his li- literally looked like a penis. <laughs> Maybe that's the one I should get you for your next birthday. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it'll bring you, like, you know, it'll attract that big dick energy. Maybe that's what it's about. I don't know. <laughs> I do love dick flying at my face, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then we go to Sun Cafe. And, and was that Caitlin with her? Caitlin and Whitney? It was Caitlin, right? Yeah. I'm not crazy. Okay, so I like the little sidebar. I was so second guessing myself because like I'm trying to tweet and watch at the same time. And like, sometimes I miss things and I don't want to like pause or rewind because then I'll be behind. So I thought it was Caitlin and Whitney, but then Caitlin's hair was so much longer. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then I actually did at the commercial break, go back and rewind. And they gave Whitney a nameplate and they did not give Caitlin a nameplate. Weird. And so I was guessing myself. It was Caitlin and Whitney's hair looked really different to me in this scene too. Well, and they order fucking shamrock shakes, which I know they weren't at McDonald's, but that's a thing for March. So I think this was filmed months after months. Well, I went to this cafe's website because I saw your tweet and they have a shamrock shake on the menu even right now. And it's a, it's a vegan cafe. So it's basically just an $11 green smoothie that has mint extract in it. All right. And they Um, just call it that. But Caitlin's hair was a good two to three inches longer and it didn't look like extensions to me. Okay. And Whitney's hair, I know she's had this ombre thing going on, but it looked super harsh in this scene. Maybe it's because they were filming outdoors. I don't know, but it looked so red on top and so blonde on the bottom. Like she had just gotten it done again. Um, well, I'm going to do a little work for us. Um, my client who's daughter, well, the daughter's a client too. My client who's good friends with, Whitney's good friend um, is coming in either this week or next week. And I'm going to make her text her and just ask when it was reported. Cause I need to know. I mean, I could see Whitney not wanting to talk about it when the miscarriage was fresh and maybe they filmed it a couple months after. Right. The funny thing is I feel like she addressed it publicly when it happened. Oh, she did. Um, yeah, she did. Hold on. I'm going to see. So in July of 2019, it says Whitney Port suffered a miscarriage two weeks ago. But that was six months before I know. all Maybe. this was filmed. Maybe she's had more than one now. I don't. That's weird. Yeah, no, she definitely gave an interview about it in July. July of this year or 2018? 2019. Oh. So what, huh? I know. 
Court captioned the preview clip from the episode on Instagram and the episode of her podcast and said, two weeks ago, I had a miscarriage. And this came out on July 23rd. So do you think they added this in after the fact? I have no idea. Because I now I'm trying to remember, did they talk about the miscarriage in the show at all other than in that scene? Because I thought that's why she wasn't going to the party. She and Timmy talk about it later. So maybe this was something she said, like, I want to bring this to the forefront. I want to talk about it on the show. And it was filmed this summer. And that's why Caitlin's hair is so much longer. Maybe. Or maybe the the producers were kind of like, there isn't enough Whitney. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. I'm I guarantee that this was now. I would have said a month later, but it looked like they must have filmed this seven months later. Right. Um, so long story short, Whitney confides in Caitlin that she had a miscarriage. And it sounds like at the time it was very recent, like within days. Um, and the whole thing is just so sad and relatable. And my note about Whitney says once a dignified queen, always a dignified queen. You know, she admits that she had really mixed feelings about it and she wasn't quite ready to be pregnant again, but then she felt really guilty that she felt somewhat relieved and she was also grieving the loss of, you know, the pregnancy. And like, it was all just really genuine. And I teared up a little bit watching Whitney cry because she's just such a nice fucking person. And that's so rare to see on reality television. Yeah. And The conversation is just really sweet and you can tell that it was on the tip of her tongue and she says, you know, there has been stuff going on with me and it sucks, basically. Um, Those were really my only notes about it, though. I did thought I thought it was kind of cute that she used the word underpants. Did you catch that? No, (laughs) she she said, you know, she felt like she did when she was pregnant the first time. But when she went to the bathroom, she says there was blood in my underpants. Oh, no, I didn't hear that. (laughs) <laughs> and it's not a funny subject, so I'm sorry for making light of it, but underpants is just a funny word to me. <laughs> um, and then we go to Caitlin and Brody's house and they are packing for Santa Barbara. And it was already at this point in the two hours long episode that I was getting over Caitlin and Brody real quick. <laughs> well, it's really hard to be invested in a storyline that you already know the outcome of and that it's not good. Yeah. Like I don't, I mean, I feel bad for the producers and the editors because this is what they're stuck with. It's like, this is, and it's not even like, I mean, it'd be one thing if we got to see the implosion of their marriage, knowing that it ended, like watching it like a car wreck, like, Oh my gosh, we're going to watch kind of like, um, I don't don't think there was one New Orleans, but The only reason I tuned into season two of Southern Charm New Orleans is because Reagan and Jeff were, they were having marital problems in season one. And by season two, they were divorced and she was pregnant with someone else's baby. So I was like tuning in to see what was transpire for this. All we're seeing is them claiming, well, Brody particularly, that they're great and everything right. is wonderful and we know it's not true. So it's very hard to be invested in that. Yeah. I also, I don't think there was a big blow up to their marriage. I feel like they just kind of agreed, like they were drifting apart and they just kept going. Yeah. 
Um, so they're talking about how they don't really want to go to Santa Barbara and Spencer or Brody says, I have to man up and go. And then they're very upset about people talking about their relationship. I was too distracted by the straw hat hanging on the wall to pay attention to anything that was going on in this scene. Yeah. And they talk about their dog too. And as a dog person, I still wasn't enthused. So, so then we are in Santa Barbara with the gang at this beautiful house overlooking the ocean. Gorgeous. Yeah. And Spencer makes a joke that Heidi has been away from Gunner for a whole 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and Gunner is staying at a hotel during the day with his assistant, Abby. Yes. I mean, small, small, small kudos to Heidi for getting away kind of with and without the baby at the same time. <laughs> um, I give her props. Like she seems to be a good mother. She's really into her kids. Like, I think that's much better than having a baby and not paying attention to it. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it does not make for riveting television. No, it really doesn't. Um, so then everybody kind of slowly arrives, Justin and Lindsay arrive and um, they notice that Heidi and Spencer made these, you know, place cards that they're putting in the bedrooms and they notice that Brandon's only has his name on it. And Spencer tells everyone that Brandon broke up with Ashley and everyone acts like it's mind blowing. And I don't understand why. Um, so they have drinks outside and Spencer says, I don't think we should ever leave. I think we should just start squatting. We did that at my parents' beach house for seven years. <laughs> Which I loved. I love that he like free fully admitted that. I know it's about time. And he says, eventually you earn rights or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And Heidi and Spencer toast with Justin and Lindsay. And Heidi says to one of my new favorite couples. And Lindsay admits that she has loosely called Justin her boyfriend. And then Justin says in his confessional, has the zebra lost its stripes? Uh, He's basically running and he's blurry. I mean, I'm surprised when she said boyfriend that he didn't, like, cartoon style, like, have his legs start running and then, like, break through the wall like the Kool-Aid man to get away from her. I know. But I also think by this point, they had been dating for quite a while. And for him to even, yeah, for him to pretend that wasn't his girlfriend on camera, I actually felt bad for her. I think that's what she was actually getting mad about. That would fucking annoy me, too. So then Stephanie arrives. And she's also very excited to be there. And she's excited to see Justin and Lindsay as well. And who tells her to take in the view? Is it Justin? It's Justin. And I laughed and I, I mistweeted it. And I meant to say, she says, I just came from my beach house. My yeah. tweet said, I just came for my beach house. But, um, but I'm assuming she means the beach house that Heidi and Spencer used to live in and remodeled without their parents' permission. Yeah. So she was just like down the road somewhere else in Santa Barbara and then drove over. Yeah. Incredible. And then they go to a winery and I did look it up because I wanted to know where they were and they were at Demetria. So there you go. Um, My only takeaway from this, and I can't remember if it was the winery or before Stephanie and Lindsay's teeth are so white and fake looking. It is traumatic. Yeah. Like they glow in the dark. Yeah. Um, 
So then Jason and Ashley meet everyone at the winery. Jason's a little uncomfortable, but he wants to celebrate Heidi and Spencer. And Spencer can't get over Lindsay calling Justin her boyfriend. And Stephanie gets all excited because she didn't know that. And in her confessional, she says, in your face, Audrina. And then she says, forget the vow renewal. This is the best show ever. I want to follow this couple around. And they have this whole funny conversation about if it's official or if it's pending. And then Stephanie asks Lindsay, do you have a problem with us being friends? And Lindsay says, not yet. (laughs) (laughs) Which I actually found hilarious. I get why Stephanie was offended, but I thought it was so clever that I gave a point to Lindsay. Sorry. I thought it was really funny. And I got annoyed that Stephanie later tries to make something out of it. Because it's like, shut the fuck up. Like, you're being stupid. Yeah, she was definitely just fucking with you, Stephanie. Like, calm down. Um, So then we're back at the Santa Barbara house, and Brandon arrives, and no one is there. And he's looking for Spencer while carrying a man purse. (laughs) Not just a purse. Like, it wasn't even a man purse. It was just a purse. It looked like a red quilted Chanel bag. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it was just a purse. There was nothing (laughs) man about it. Just a purse. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then he admits that being there without a date makes him lonely. Whatever. Things you should have thought of. And Frankie and his wife arrive. And Who by the looks stunning. Jen looks really pretty. so pretty. Really pretty this episode. I mean, not that she doesn't always, but she really looked pretty this episode. I agree, and I want her on the show more, and I'm living for her friendship with Ashley Waller, and I want more of it. Agreed. Um, was Brandon drinking a virgin margarita? Um, are you asking that because he said it 4,000 times? He was acting a little saucy this episode to me, so I was curious what you thought. Oh, no, he was drinking a virgin margarita. Okay. For sure. He wasn't drinking. Okay. I'm I not- mean, I think that's a weird thing to do. I... I personally wouldn't want to have a virgin margarita. Just have a glass of water, dude. But whatever. Yeah. No, there were some scenes outside where he's just like kind of a little more animated than he is normally. And I don't know whether it was just like hanging with a group of dudes was, you know, bringing out his personality more or not. And the virgin margarita was throwing me. So I was curious. But I'm not. I'm not here to come for anyone's surprise. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um. And Misha also arrives, and then... I know. She, when was the last episode we saw her? One before last. Okay. So then Brandon says he got a driver because he didn't want to drive. That would Must be awesome. a nice life. I, to just feel like, eh, I don't feel like driving today. That would be so nice. I want that. I really do. And then Brody and Caitlin arrive... And Brandon makes a joke about the house and says, Spencer didn't have enough money to get us on the beach. (laughs) Which was pretty funny. It was kind of funny. Um, And then we have a brief scene again of Whitney talking about her miscarriage, but this time with her husband, Timmy. And they, again, they're, they're super cute. They just are. There's nothing else to say. She gets fully clothed before she goes to bed, which I thought was hilarious. Like, Shirt, pants, and socks, which I like to go to bed with clothes on, too, but that's a lot. That's that's a lot of clothing. And so she admits that the miscarriage is one of the most difficult things she's gone through, and she said it's like the loss of someone you haven't met yet. And 
she says that she doesn't want to be a disappointment to him because she knows he really wants a second baby. And he basically says that, you know, if the time never comes, he'll be okay with it. And it's sweet as hell. Yeah. And that's my only takeaway. Yeah. I mean, I just said, I said this on Twitter, but I said props to Whitney for having this very real open and frank discussion about a sensitive subject on TV and helping to remove the stigma. Yeah, totally. And I also said that Timmy can get it. I know. I saw that. Ugh, he's a cutie pie. I mean, he doesn't do it for me looks wise, but personality wise and the things that he says to his beautiful wife, I mean, keeper, 1000% keeper. And we go back to the Santa Barbara house. And I love that this group always divides itself into girls and guys. I wonder if the producers encourage that the guys are outside and the girls are inside. I'm sure. Yeah. And Caitlin mentions that she got a CBD pen and this is where things start to get a little, well, even more strange with Caitlin and Brody. And someone asks her, are you not happy right now? And then they start talking about how there's really weird energy and that there's been gossip about whether or not they should have kids. And Ashley said she thinks it's good that they're waiting to have kids. And the whole thing is just so dark, especially given what we know now. And it just feels, it was super gossipy of everyone to talk about it. And Caitlin gets very upset when she realizes how far the conversation's gone. And she says, there's no reason for anyone to be talking about it. And the wine tasting crowd gets home to the house and Caitlin just feels really awkward and walks away. And then when we come back from the millionth commercial break, this is still what we're dealing with. And Spencer's drunk and he goes straight for the taco bar. Respect. (laughs) And Jen, I said, my note says Jen is so pretty. More of her, please. Jen and Ashley are sitting down and talking about what was said at Audrina's fashion show. And apparently that Whitney is the one who told Caitlin that everyone was talking about her and Brody's marriage. And so Ashley says in private to Jen that she stands by what she said, even though she feels bad, but that Ashley is speaking from experience because Jason wasn't around for the first six months of their daughter's life. And it was really difficult. So why would you want to bring a baby into dysfunction in a relationship that is somewhat unsettled? And Caitlin happens to walk by. As now, do we think that really happened? I don't know. Or do you think it was just edited to look like she walked by? Uh, I don't know. Because I think if it was real, that she would have just gone in the room. Agreed. And been like, what the fuck? Like, Agreed. Come on. And just squashed it right then and there. Caitlin, to me, seems as open and honest as Ashley And I couldn't figure out why Caitlin wasn't doing that the whole episode. So if she had actually walked by, I agree. I feel like she would have gone in and said, like, hey, can we talk about this? Can we squash this? Yeah. Like, guys, I'm right here. I just heard everything you said. Like, let's get it out in the open. Yeah. And then I think the fact that the rest of the episode, Caitlin and Brody are just ducking everyone and complaining about it seemed really weird to me. Well, the part that seemed the weirdest that it's coming up is when they're leaving and everyone, including Brandon, is like, 
running around like, oh my god, like chickens with their head cut. I'm like, that was the fakest, dumbest, weirdest thing I've ever seen. I know. And then Ashley comes out, or sorry, Caitlin comes out of the kitchen with a full glass of wine. I'm like, for someone about to leave, you're not going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're already into that next scene, so we might as well keep going, I guess. Oh, no, wait. There's one... There's one beforehand. So Misha and Stephanie are planning their outfits and Stephanie has this like full on pink and sparkly ball gown. And Misha looks like something out of little house on the prairie. Um, I said in this one that I thought she looked like an extra from the movie, the ice storm. And yes. then her at the wedding, she looked like she was giving little house on the prairie realness. Yes. Although ice storm is perfect because we've been saying the whole season that she looks super seventies. Oh, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I think it's no. fabulous just doesn't kind of fit with everyone else's vibe. No. Um, so Caitlin continues to just be super annoyed and Ashley is still talking to Jen and she wonders why they try so hard. And if they're not really married legally, why are they putting on this front or facade? And as bitchy as that is of Ashley to say, I sort of agree. Like if you have this newly formed, you know, ahead of the curve evolved relationship, why not just present it as such? Um, I am, I'm torn about this. Cause on the one hand I get where Ashley's coming from, but on the other hand, I feel like everyone's relationship is their own business. So they don't owe anyone an explanation as to what's going on with their relationship behind closed doors. No, I agree. But I think now the problem with that though, is that Brody had a podcast and talked about it openly. So then you get into a very gray area. Right. Well, I just think what I mean is that I feel like they're so good at talking about it together with TV cameras around about the fact that they have this, you know, evolved relationship that they don't play by traditional rules, but they're in love and married, et cetera, married as they define it. But then when it comes to talking about it with their supposed friends, they're like, no, 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 it's not their business. It's like, well, you're talking about it on TV and podcasts. So like, why not just talk about it? Well, and also, let's be honest, these aren't their friends. Right. I'm not saying they owe it to these people to explain it. I just feel like they're so open in talking about it the rest of the time that I find them sort of closed-mouthed with the other people. Yeah. Well, maybe it's because, like, on the podcast, there's the assumption that people listening to the podcast feel the same way. Yeah. And are on board. And these people very much do not. So they don't want to be judged. Maybe that's the difference. Yeah. I also, even though I, I would probably be the Ashley, I would probably be whispering and gossiping about it because that's who I am. But I do find it interesting that they are so kind of taken away by the whole thing. Like, this is L.A. It's 2019. You don't know any other couples who do things a little differently? Like, I find that kind of shocking. I think where it's coming most from, though, I don't think it would have been as much of an issue if they weren't talking about babies. Yeah, I guess so. You know, I think if there were no, if there was no baby talk going on, that it wouldn't be an issue. And I think where the issue is arriving, arising is it's all of these, all the, because the people having issues are all the mothers on the show. True. You know, Stephanie is not saying anything about it, really. No, Stephanie doesn't give a shit. Yeah. So I think it's all of these mothers who are like, oh, how can you do that and have a child? And I think that's the the issue. Okay. Not yeah. so much the open marriage, not so much the threesomes. I think it's more like, how can you have an open marriage and threesomes and have a baby? It's where the, the place they're coming from. Yeah. 
because they're not together anymore. So yeah, true. Um, so then there's this brief scene with Justin outside too, where he says he didn't expect his turnout with Lindsay and that Lindsay confirmed things, meaning, you know, called Justin boyfriend. And he says that he was claimed. I'm like, get over it, dude. You have a girlfriend. It's not the worst thing in the world. Grow up. Um, how did you pay attention to anything he was saying with that fucking tortoiseshell butterfly clip on the top of his head? <laughs> I, I was trying to take really good notes this time. <laughs> uh, too and then this is where Brody makes an epic fucking scene and says that he's going to dip. And Caitlin's already catching shit. And we're clearly not wanted here. And my wife is uncomfortable. My wife is uncomfortable. It's like, oh, my God. And it's a dick move. Like, I'm it's sorry, but dick. Spencer and Heidi aren't causing problems. It's everyone else. So to leave Spencer and Heidi's vow renewal because you have a problem with other people and not even tell Spencer and Heidi that you're leaving is a fucking dick move. Right. So then Brandon acts like there's a fucking fire going on and is like, we have to find Spencer. That was hysterical. That was, that's, I was like, my tweet was this whole scene is hella extra. Like what the fuck is, I mean, it was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. And then Caitlin's like prancing around in white patent leather go-go boots with her glass of wine, even though she's apparently leaving. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, So then (laughs) the thing I loved is that when, Brody tells Spencer they're leaving and why, because people are ragging on his marriage. Did you see the face that Spencer made? Yes. <laughs> I sure did. <laughs> I thought he was going to start giggling. Me too. Spencer has no poker face and it's amazing. Um, so the whole thing just, it's a hot mess. And Caitlin says that people have really exaggerated things about their relationship. So I guess so, but I guess not. So (laughs) I don't want to talk about it forever, but it comes up in this episode so much. So then everyone gets in a bus to go to dinner. And this is where Stephanie brings up the fact that Lindsay kind Uh. of, excuse me, said the funny thing at the winery and It was funny. I'm sorry. Like, Lindsay was just fucking with you, Stephanie. And Misha threw a little shade and said, now that they've been dating all of two weeks, she's protective over him. Oof. Okay, Mish. Yeah. And then Brandon says, someone says, well, I think Justin likes her. And then Brandon says, I think he likes those big ass titties. Which is interesting because I've never thought of Justin Bobby as a giant titty kind of. Well, I guess Adriana used to have big tits, so. Yeah, I guess so. This is not that new. But then Stephanie says, you know, Brandon, I thought you were all sweet. And here you are talking about titties. And then Misha says, well, Brandon's going through some heartache right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So then we get a brief phone call of Whitney talking to Audrina. And and it's a commercial. Oh my God. It was so obvious and so upsetting. And Audrina got a hotel room. She doesn't want to stay in the house with everyone because of Stephanie. Everything is because of Stephanie. Yep. And the white strips thing at this point is making me upset because I want to know where Stephanie's Pepsi commercial is. Never coming. I know. We should tweet her and ask her. I'd be like, where's your Pepsi commercial? I know. 
And I hope that Wells asks her on Prattcast because I really want to know. And I feel like Stephanie got robbed. Do you think they, I bet they recorded today. I was going to say, we probably could have tweeted Wells and asked him to ask her. Oh yeah. Well, we will see if she addresses it. If not, we should tweet her. Um, so then we go to dinner in Santa Barbara at Lokita and Heidi introduces her choreographer, Megan to everyone. You mean Lindsay too? The terror continues. Yes. <laughs> and why? Like when Heidi said she was performing and I know that Spencer had already said that she was about to learn a dance, but like there was nothing about this dance that required a fucking choreographer. Maybe for the other dancers. Like, I don't think Heidi needed choreography because she just kind of stood there. But the, um, like, Shiva arm thing that was going on behind her, that might have needed some choreography. Oh, my God. We'll get to the performance. I'm not giving it all away. So then Brandon, of course, is all over Megan immediately. And this is where I said I really wanted a show with Frankie's wife, Jen, because I love her. And Heidi is all excited because she is playing matchmaker for Brandon and Megan. And she says that she has a good track record and quote, I hooked up Spencer <laughs> and I, and no, you didn't. Kristen Cavallari did. And we all know it. Kristen Cavallari set you up. Yep. So then Brandon's intro line to the choreographer is, do you ever just feel mentally drained? And she says, yeah. And then she says, oh, my God, are you okay?" (laughs) She's like all concerned because she thinks he's being so weird. And he says that, you know, he's just really out of it and has been going through a lot. But he's refreshed by her presence. And she says, well, I don't know what's going on like ever. (laughs) Um, It just goes to show that if you are attractive and come from money, you can literally say whatever the fuck you want. Because if he was a normal looking dude with no cash she would have gotten up and ran away screaming. I mean, like, who is this sociopath? I don't even know who's unloading all his problems on me. Yeah. I think that's my problem with this show is that it makes me want to be just, like, gorgeous, wealthy, and entitled. Yeah. Although, I guess a lot of reality TV makes me wish I was that. Um, (laughs) So, uh, then Caitlin and we get back to the house and... Caitlin and Stephanie get this weird sidebar about having kids and how Caitlin has realized that she has years left because she's only 30 now that she saw that doctor and Caitlin's fucking dumb. <laughs> like you're a, you're a woman of means who is only 30 years old. Are you, are you serious? Are you serious? Like Janet Jackson had her first baby at what? Like 50. Give me 50. a break. Yeah. I know. It's so stupid. And, and she then, has the money to have 8 million eggs frozen. Yeah. Like a lot of people can't afford to do that. Like she could go tomorrow and have tons of eggs frozen and have a kid when she's 70. Yeah. Uh, it The whole thing is just super stupid. And then Stephanie says she's starting to feel like a weirdo and a black sheep. And that people wonder if she's a lesbian because she doesn't have a baby. I fell off the couch laughing when I heard that. Yeah. I... I was not here for this conversation. Also, lesbians fucking love babies. So like, I don't know what that reference was even supposed to mean. No, I guess because like all of her friends from high school have babies. Now they wonder what's wrong with her and there's nothing wrong with her. She's single. She's, well, there's a lot wrong with her. She's crazy. 
I do wonder what cocktail of whatever she's on because she can be very, very up sometimes. I don't know. Yeah, she was super happy this episode. I mean, it can't be Adderall because no doctor would give an ex-meth head Adderall. Well, unless she just pays for it somewhere else. Maybe, but I feel like she's so open about like about her speed addiction. I can't imagine that she'd be like then taking prescription speed, but maybe I'm giving her too much credit. I don't know. But she seems like she's on like a happy cocktail. Like it doesn't seem like an, <laughs> a necessarily bad one. Yeah, no, true. Yeah. Um, so then Brody continues to be like super fucking heated about all this gossip and rumors and someone, I'm not sure who, says just address it. And Brody says it's nobody else's business, and he's right. But if it's bothering you that bad, just put it out into the open. And if you, if it doesn't solve anything, that's okay. But just be like, what you said was offensive. Yeah. Like, just put the nail in the coffin. So now everyone is by the fire pit in their comfortable clothes. Audrina shows up late night. And Heidi is asleep with Gunner, naturally. And then Ryan Cabrera didn't come with Audrina, but he's coming tomorrow. Um, and it has a song with Avril Lavigne. Yeah. No, she says he's going on tour with Avril. Yeah. But they, they have a song together, like a duet. I was very upset that they cut Brody's response to Avril because Audrina oh, kind of... Po- shit, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, Audrina kind of pointed at him and says, well, he's going on tour with Avril and points at Brody. And you could tell Brody said something and they cut it. Ugh, damn, I totally forgot about that connection until just now. He still has the Avril tattoo. Yeah, maybe she was pointing at the tattoo. Yeah, Caitlin made a face, too. Oh, she did? I'm pretty sure, wasn't Avril his last girlfriend before her? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, so then everybody realizes that divorce sucks. Like, Hello, former stepson of David Foster. You hadn't already fucking figured that out? Well, I thought it was funny when he talks about, like, the divorce lasting longer than her marriage, and he's, like, worried about that. And I'm like, well, you weren't legally married, Brody, so you don't have to, you're not, you just walk away. But again, in L.A., in this, like, moneyed circle, they have no knowledge of how messy divorce can get legally, financially. Like, that's, that's news to them. I mean, I get that Audrina is opening up about her personal divorce and maybe they didn't know that and that it is very hard to watch, but like, they just seem like they've never heard about any of it at all. And I don't understand that, but I'm with you. So Brody and Caitlin go to bed, still all heated about the gossip. And then it is the next morning and Brandon's on the couch, which seemed a little harsh. I know he doesn't have a date, but he almost had a date. And where were they going to sleep if he had had a date? I wonder if he, well, we know he was seducing um, Megan with SpongeBob SquarePants. So maybe there was no TV in the room he was supposed to be staying in. I don't, I don't know. Super weird. Well, or it was one of those things where it would have been too forward to take her into the bedroom. Yeah, I guess so. Let's watch TV in my room. So they fooled around. And by the time she left, he was probably too tired. Was like, fuck it. I don't feel like getting up and going to bed. I'll just sleep here. There you go. Good theory. Um, also, can you guys tell me if, because it's not for me, is SpongeBob really a panty dropper for all you ladies out there? Because I didn't get that. <laughs> uh, not for me, but please, you know, let us know. Yeah. 
Um, I would go ahead and say animation in general is not, it doesn't really ring my bell. So, um, then everyone is kind of just waking up with their significant other and Brody and Caitlin just seem extra tragic at this point. Like we are just beating the shit out of a dead horse of a couple that is no longer together. They're so uncomfortable and this is just so hard to be there. And I wondered, is Caitlin just an epic buzzkill? Um, she was kind of a fucking downer. I, I don't know, know. I know that people I, have been talking about her and that it was unfair. Like I, I do understand that, but she just, it was like, she couldn't have fun with anybody. I mean, well, let's think of it this way. She's her marriage is on the rocks. She's stuck in a house with people that she's not really friends with who are all talking about her behind her back. And she yeah. hasn't confronted it. Like, I mean, it's just gotta be an uncomfortable situation. Yeah. That is kind of a buzzkill in and of itself. Fair enough. Um, do, did the scene yet happen where Brandon says that Megan Stoll is close? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He already said um, that. Can we talk about why that would happen? Like what? Huh? Not your California wildlife center t-shirt, Brandon. No. <laughs> I mean, I could get like taking like, like a t-shirt or something, but all his clothes. Maybe she stole that purse. <laughs> Maybe I wouldn't blame her. She's walking down Rodeo drive with a new red Chanel bag. Um, and then Jason and his wife wake up together and they also uh-huh. talk about the gossip and rumors, but Ashley says that she wants to talk to them about it. And that even though she feels bad, but that she wants to get it out into the open with them. And she says, we have a kid and we can give our opinion and they don't have to take it. And she wants to move on and for everyone to have fun. I was too busy trying to figure out what I need to change about my life to make it so that Jason Waller is laying in bed next to me wearing a hoodie and eating breakfast. Like I need to make that happen. Yeah. Maybe if I go to rehab, like his rehab. Yeah. Do you know that on his Instagram, he says like, if you're someone who struggles with sobriety, you can DM him. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like I'm going to end up like that episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where they end up becoming crackheads so they can go um, on public assistance. Like, that's going to be me. I'm going to end up, like, giving myself a drug problem so I can contact Jason Waller. Because <laughs> I would feel too guilty, like, contacting him if I didn't actually have a drug problem. So it's something I may have to get. You just want to go to Orange County and then be like, Jason, can I get a hug? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then we go to the ceremony. And... This gets cranked out pretty fast. All told, like this was the the big build for the past few episodes and the ceremony is pretty short. And we get to see Heidi's dress full on. And Ooh. oh boy. She borrowed it from Judy Jetson and it's rough. Don't talk bad about Judy Jetson like that. Sorry. Judy Jetson's is better, but way better. It's it's really bad. There's like a slit between the boobs, but it's like kind of high necked and it's short, but it has the tool overlay that actually doesn't go to the floor. I think it makes it midi length. It's it's styled not well. It's it's not good. She looks no. pretty, but it's just not a good dress for her. Mm-mm. And Stephanie is so happy this whole episode and she can't stop talking about how grateful she is to reconnect with Spencer and she goes to hug him and he says, I can smell your perfume from here. 
<laughs> um, Darlene is in the house. Oh, I got excited about that. I also, my thoughts on this were, I said, it must be an important day if Spencer is wearing a crystal with another crystal hot glued to it. Did you see that? It was weird. It was like a crystal with like a little crystal attached to it. Oh, yeah. Kind of like when the space shuttle used to fly on top of an airplane. Like it looked yes, like that. Yes, yes, But with okay. crystals. Okay. Um, and then I was excited about Darlene. And then I was really, I, I mean, I was actually sad at the Spencer and Stephanie scene. Really? Well, because it's, I mean, it's just, it's, we know they're not talking again. They're never going to be talking again. Like it was just, it was kind of a bummer to see that they had worked things out for a little while because they are family. And regardless of the fact that this is a wacky TV show, they are actually family. And it's sad to think of family not getting along. Right. For me, it, it does make me sad, but it also makes me wonder what happened We've been hearing nothing except how this show, quote unquote, ruined their family and their relationship. Coming back to L.A. was the worst decision Stephanie's made in a long time. We haven't seen any evidence of that. No. And like, when do we think the champagne thing happened? I thought it was on their press tour. But like, how did they make it through a season of filming and then have blow ups? Like, I just don't. I feel like we got robbed of a lot of stuff. Well, we sure got robbed of Holly. Yeah. Um, Holly was. Yeah. Can we also just talk about the ceremony a little bit in that aside from their vows, which were sweet and I enjoyed the, you know, Heidi and Spencer montage and all that stuff. I found the whole thing very underwhelming as an event. What do you mean? Well, like it was just some chairs on a lawn with a pastor. What did you expect? Given that it's Heidi and Spencer, I thought it would be <laughs> go-go no, dancers. No, like I thought it would be more of a to-do. Oh, I think production's paying for it, and this is all the to-do that they were going to get pay for. Yeah, but like it looked, I expected more of production than maybe not Heidi and Spencer, but of production. It just like I didn't see tons of flowers or like anything. It just looked surprisingly casual to me after all the buildup. Like, I saw cars driving by behind Spencer. Like, it just didn't feel like a big deal. Well, but, I mean, it's foul renewal. Like, how much? Yeah. Well, so, funny thing is, to end this episode, too, my husband came home, and he caught the end of it. And he said, we should do that. <laughs> and I said, no. Have you explained to him about the vow renewal curse? I did. And I said, no, that's a kiss of death. And he was like, what? Why? And I had to explain it to him. And I rattled off all the Bravo couples who have now, you know, been laid to rest after renewing their vows. And then I said, doesn't mean we can't have an awesome anniversary party sometime without a vow renewal. And he was like, oh, that's okay then. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad you schooled him. Yeah. Um, so people are getting emotional watching Heidi and Spencer's vows. And then Heidi throws a bouquet and Brandon spikes it. Which catches, catches it and I, spikes it. Which I thought was shitty. Me too. Like flowers are expensive. People usually want to keep them. I mean, they all seem to laugh and be like, ah, but like, I, I thought it was in bad taste kind of along the lines of like smashing cake in someone's face at a wedding. Like it's just, yeah, I, I agree. Don't know. 
I clearly wrote it down, not because I was a fan of it. Yeah. No, rude. So we are winding down a little bit, even though I have notes on seven more scenes. We are at the after party and every girl is wearing a rug. <laughs> no, every girl is wearing a fucking Muppet. Like there, I counted seven fake fur coats. Seven. Caitlin's looks like a rug. Yeah. It's awful. Um, so then Ashley's gearing up to talk to Caitlin. Misha looks nice and fucked up. Stephanie says to Misha that she has a Dior vibe. Oh no. Audrina says she has a Dior vibe, whatever. And then Justin and Audrina make up. Which I did not see coming. Me either. And Audrina cries. The show does not shock me often, but it shocked me. And Audrina cries again. And she says that she's been waiting for an apology for a long time. Like a oh, month. Yeah. What apology for a long about which part? I so wanted to like be like pop up in between both of them and go, so is Stephanie, Audrina. So has Stephanie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I don't know. I found their their makeup a little it was intense. Um I knew his raspberry hat, so I know. I felt for you. I didn't, I didn't tweet you about it because I'm sure you were grieving. Um, so I feel like, I don't know who says this, but someone says that everyone likes to gossip, but no one knows what's happening behind closed doors. And maybe it was Whitney. And Ashley wants to talk to Caitlin. And she says, if something's bothering you, we should talk about it. And so then she and Ashley sit down to talk about it. And this is where I, it goes back to my earlier point that I feel like Caitlin is being a little bit strange about it, even though, so it's come to the forefront. She knows that everybody knows, and clearly she, it doesn't feel good to be talked about, but now that it's out there, I feel like she's still a little recoiled about it in a way that surprised me. Um, and Ashley says that she, you know, she offered her opinion and she shouldn't have done it that way. And she didn't mean to hurt feelings. Not quite sure I buy that, but whatever. Um, but she said, you know, Brody brought it up on his radio show. And does he have sex with other women? And Caitlin says, well, not without me being involved. And then she says, everything with Brody is under my control. Oof, dark. And she says, if what we're doing is working for us, that's the most important. And she admits that there's a self-righteousness to Ashley and the other people gossiping about them, which I do agree with that Caitlin says, you know, and you gossiping about us, you're saying that your way of doing things is the better way of doing things. And Ashley, her apology the second time is much more sincere than it was the first time. And this is where I really stopped caring about Brody and Caitlin. It was building all episode and now I'm, I'm really done. <laughs> well, I re- I did love though that Ashley, when she found out that it was just three sons and Caitlin was involved was like, oh, okay. Yeah. She's like I just thought he was out running around with other women and you were sitting at home by yourself. But like, now that I know that you were having as much fun as him. Cool. Yeah. Agreed. Um, and then, then I noticed something that is usually a you thing to notice which was that in Ashley's confessionals, same outfit, but very different nail polish. 
I saw you- I counted three different nail polishes, which is usually your thing. I know. Usually I'm good about that. I, uh, I saw your tweet about it, though, and I was very proud. And dramatically different nail polishes. I'm surprised production wasn't like the fuck. Like, for me to notice it is a big deal. Yeah. Good call. Um, and then we see Heidi perform. Um, which I, the whole time, was getting very nervous because it wasn't happening. And there was, like, seven minutes left, four minutes left, two minutes left. <laughs> Um, and, and then it finally occurred. And how did you feel once it started? <laughs> um, I was hard to tweet because I was laughing so hard. Um, I was living for Brandon Lee's confessional about it because it was hysterical. Yeah. Hashtag we are all Brandon Lee. Yeah. Um, I loved Stephanie Whitney. Stephanie is so excited. She's wetting her pants. I, yeah, I, I don't like, I, 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 the, the proof is in the pudding about Stephanie's mental illness with the fact that no matter how much she hates Heidi, she will defend her music career to the death. I, I cannot, I cannot. And much like the vow renewal, I'm sorry. I realize this is like technically a backyard performance. It just felt a little, eh, like I realize it's also Heidi's songs, but like, I just mean like, it just felt like a stage and, like, some rented strobe lights with some dancers. Like, it was just so fucking weird to me. I just didn't understand. But uh, and, he- and Heidi did an epic costume change for it as well. And auto-tuned into another dimension. Yeah. I mean, I could have been singing that song, and no one would have known the difference. Like, it was so auto-tuned. Yeah. And but Stephanie was getting her life. Yeah. Stephanie says she's literally Britney Spears. Whereas Brandon says, wow, Megan's dancing great. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then, you know, the episode winds down. The season comes to an end. We see people dancing together. Spencer makes his epic Burning Man analogy about their vow renewal. Which is when I died. Literally yeah. died. Compared their vow renewal to Burning Man. He says everyone is leaving loving each other. Really? You sure? Don't think so. Um, And we got a cute little moment of Audrina dancing. She finally looked happy, like, for the first time this whole season. And then my final takeaway, mostly because it was the theme of the episode is there's Caitlin in her confessional saying she's very comfortable with who she is and very comfortable with her relationship and other opinions don't matter. And then it cuts to Brody and he says he's extremely happy and his wife gives him tons of freedom and there's nothing to complain about. Which was dark as fuck. So dark. (laughs) Now, on the one hand, I did read a a couple articles um, today and... I do think that people seem to be forgetting they're acting like they literally broke up the day after filming ended and they didn't, they announced their breakup in August. And as far as we know, the filming ended in January, I think. Yeah. So all of these things were said and they broke up eight months later. So it wasn't like it happened the very next day, but um, yeah, dark, dark way to end it. MTV (laughs) interesting decision on your part. It was also particularly dark because just minutes before Caitlin said he doesn't have sex with other women without me being involved. And then Brody at the end is basically like, my wife gives me tons of freedom. I can fuck whoever like, yeah. 
it really contradicted what Caitlin had just said. And so I wonder if part of their drifting apart was because of the stuff that was coming out on the show. And maybe he, maybe he was taking too many liberties with their arrangement in a way that she wasn't. Yeah, it's very possible. Yeah. But, you know, I, they both seem in a better place and I am living for Caitlin and Miley Cyrus. I love it. Yeah. I'm totally here for it as well. Yeah. I, they, I feel like Miley Cyrus is a way better match for her. So fuck Brody. But that's it. We did it. We did it, you guys. We did the whole season. Um, I have <laughs> no intel as to when season two is filming, airing. Now, I'm assuming, um, you know, in years past, they, like, pumped seasons out. But I think because it's the producers of um, Housewives of Beverly Hills and reality TV is different now than it was 10 years ago, we're probably only going to get one season a year, I would imagine. Yeah. Just as a an off, you know, an aside before we wrap up, how are you feeling about season two and the fact that there will be one? I'm a little surprised, to be honest. Um, Same. I'm curious as to who's... Uh, here's my thought on season two. I'm almost wondering if they edited this so Brody and Caitlin heavy because season two is going to focus on them living apart. Maybe. You know what I mean? Because that's what they did with Southern Charm New Orleans. Like the first season was kind of meh. And the second season watching these, this couple who used to be married now interact, especially when someone, one of the half the couple is pregnant with someone else's child and getting engaged with someone else. It made it interesting. So maybe they're hoping this whole like Miley Cyrus, Brody dating somebody else, how the group reacts to it. Maybe that's going to be a big plot point. Maybe. So this episode in particular, it made me wonder what all of us at home will be tuning in for. Like, given that we know where they're all at now, it's like, okay, so Whitney might be pregnant again. Heidi might be pregnant again. Audrina will officially be divorced. Stephanie doesn't want to come back because she's already said that. Misha didn't really do anything. Brandon, he's almost like too calm. And then there's Brody and Caitlin, but they've already split up and they all have new significant others. So I was kind of like, what is the draw of season two? Like, I'm actually curious to know. I don't know. I mean, it almost, I kind of don't, I mean, I guess because they couldn't do it, but it would almost be better. I'm surprised that MTV is not just doing a reality show on Heidi and Spencer and Gunner. I know. People would watch that. I would watch that. Yeah. I mean, Spencer's hysterical. I would watch them just going about their day being wacky. And they could occasionally have meals with other Hills cast members. That would be fine. Yeah. I mean, because I almost would be better served with no drama. Yeah, same. When it comes to that, like just watching them be like kind of like stupid Kim Zolciak. Like if there was just a show, what's Heidi and Spencer going about? Because they're insane and do crazy things. So that would almost be better than fake manufactured drama. Yeah. I mean, I guess now that Audrina and Justin Bobby have made up, um, a plot, if Stephanie comes back, a plot point could be that, you know, Audrina and Justin Bobby are friends again, but Audrina still hates Stephanie and Stephanie's all mad at Audrina. And like now the three of them have to, I mean, who knows? They could do anything. But um, I'll be curious to see what the time frame is between the two. Me too. Yeah. But we will see. We will see. And in terms of us and the podcast, 
Um, we are going to be returning to regularly scheduled programming. We Yay. are going to be wild. Um, as Heather tweeted us, and I tweeted for you guys and mentioned already, you can watch it on the NBC app. Um, I believe you can also watch it on the E app. Um, I haven't looked yet to see if it's on like Hulu or anything like that. Uh, but I will tweet that out as well. Um, our plan as of now is to record the last weekend in September. We're going to take a couple weeks off because our original plan had been to take the summer off and then that was derailed. Um, so we need a little break, but, um, we should be coming back to you guys the first week on October. So if you want to prepare between now and the first week in October, watch episode one of pretty wild. I'm excited. I'm excited too. I'm really excited. I'm also really excited to get back to watching things that aren't going on currently. <laughs> oh my gosh. Although I will say I am going to miss live tweeting things and I'm almost thinking about, I may have to, for my regular account, start live tweeting 90 day fiance. So I was going to say that when Taylor asked us to do an episode just about what we're watching right now, 90 day fiance is the answer. That's what we're both watching right now. And if yeah. you don't watch it, tune in. It's wonderful. It is a time commitment, but it's great. Well, it, not only is it a time commitment, but I have to say that I if am now because before the 90 days is two hours. Yeah. Um, 90 day the other way is only an hour. And I, I wish it was two. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh, I can't believe it ended. I'm like, oh, damn I, it. I don't disagree. But the thing about the show, too, is that you can pay full attention, but you can also kind of dip in and out because they repeat so many pieces of footage. A hundred percent. And also it depends on like what couples on, like there's some couples that are more interesting than others. And by the way, are you caught up? I, I think I've watched Sundays, but not yesterday's shit girl. No, why don't <laughs> do not look at social media because it, Simone had it ruined for her. Cause she's a ding dong and went on people.com today and it got it ruined for her. But the last five minutes of last on last night's episode, I literally screamed home Wait. alone screamed at my television wait which one was on i don't even know which one was on sunday the other way, the other way was on last yes. night yes this was a jenny and sumit thing oh. and i literally like went like screamed at the top of my lungs okay oh, my <laughs> i can't believe we're still talking about this we need to end this episode we so do 100 um and sleazy t if you're out there listening um we are going to be recording in person now again so we i'm committing on this podcast, you and I, Meredith, we are having Sleazy Tea guests on Pretty Wild, one of the episodes. So if we don't do it at our first recording, we are definitely going to do it by the second. I want to commit to that because we keep committing to this and I don't actually follow through. So I'm committing to Taylor as a guest. Okay. I'm okay. Um, definitely. All right. Well, we love you guys. We will see you soon. Have a wonderful September. Thanks for listening to another episode of One Hit Wonderful. You can find us online on Twitter and Instagram at OneHitPod. You can email us at FranklyMareB at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter at HeyIt'sMareB. Please remember to rate and subscribe. And have a great week, guys. We'll talk to you soon.